PJ, it's been discussed off mic quite a bit, but you and I have very, very different relationships to music. Different relationships to music? Yeah. We have different tastes in music. And my, my taste in music is good and yours is bad. Your taste in music is that you like two bands, the Mountain Goats and the Hold Steady. Yeah. And they're all you talk about and yeah. you have them as your G-chat quote and you constantly tell me about them and try and play me songs by them. I think they're both mediocre, whereas I fill in the blank. You like terrible experimental music that sounds like someone dropped an air conditioner down the stairs. I, I take so much exception to your description of the t- my taste in music, but it is true that I do like experimental music. And I don't. So considering the limited scope of the music that you like, which is basically 90s hardcore, the whole Steady and the Mountain Goats. Yeah. I was surprised that you came to me with a story idea a couple weeks ago about John Cage of all people. Right. So there's a John Cage app. I mean, it's not really a John Cage app. It's an app for the John Cage Composition 433. Which we discussed on our show last week. Right. We discussed it on our show last week. And uh, should I still do like a this is what it is thing? Just do like a really brief description of it. Or even I could do it if you want. Yeah. It's a three movement piece that is four minutes and 33 seconds. And each movement is marked by complete silence. The actual music of the piece is the sort of ambience of the room or the environment, the rustling of people in their seats, the coughing of people, the sound of wherever it's performed. Right. The reason I liked the story idea wasn't because I love experimental music. It's because like like a lot of people, the thing I know about John Cage is that he did this thing. And I kind of think of it as like a bit of a dumb art joke and I have a strong affinity for dumb jokes, whatever the genre. And so the idea of an app that is about a dumb art joke, it was just like the kind of thing that I wanted to know more about. So I went and talked to Larry Larson, who is the designer of this 433 app. People fall into really two general camps. He's basically talking about me and Alex. There's the camp of the people who approach John as not only one of the greatest composers in American history, but one of the greatest philosopher kings. And then there's this other very large group who have no idea what you're talking about. None. Larry and his team came up with a plan to try to convert people like me into people like Alex. 433, the app. This app was the thing that we were really thinking, this is going to be hip. The app lets you listen to four minutes and 33 seconds of silence. It also allows you to record and share your own 4 minutes and 33 seconds, which means right now you can listen to a silence from Dublin or Costa Rica or Madrid, anywhere anyone's used the app. If this doesn't sound particularly useful or illuminating to you, Apple's on your side. Larry found that out the hard way when he submitted the app after working on it for two and a half years. Four or five days later, this email comes back from somebody at Apple that basically says, Why would someone ever want to do this? (laughs) What is this about? We don't fund one-off vanity projects. Keep in mind, you can buy a Justin Bieber-branded selfie camera app in the Apple Store. Larry sent back a letter saying, Not only is John Cage a relatively important composer, insert Wikipedia link, but 433, his most famous work, has had this number of books written about it, insert Wikipedia link. Not only that, but John Cage was one of your think-different icons (laughs) for those of us who's of a certain age. Maybe, you know, you should give it another try. That worked. The app went up. And people wrote about it, mostly in a kind of tongue-in-cheek way, which is how I felt about it. I mean, to me... 
There's something inherent even in the word app that feels gimmicky and ephemeral. So here was a gimmicky app about a gimmicky art piece. But then I actually tried the thing. Tuesday morning, I walked around New York City, wearing giant headphones to block out street noise. But what I was listening to was the sound of New York City, a different, older New York City. This is a 433 that was recorded in the apartment that John Cage shared with his partner, Merce Cunningham. So I was in New York City listening to a recording of Street Noise in New York City. <laughs> but, like, it sounded different. Like, it, it sounded like I was listening to a siren, and it was the first time on his. And it was the first time I'd ever heard a siren and thought, that sounds like an animal. Like, it sounds like a, like a bird from far away. And it was weird. I'm not someone who, like, silence. I'm not good at meditating or being quiet or, or like, listening with a capital L. And this felt like it was making an argument about a different way to listen that I, I'm not usually receptive to, and I liked. And I think, if I could be so presumptuous, to some extent what John Cage was, was, was trying to do. When you open the app, there's a picture of John in the Anakaic chamber. The whole point of that picture is that John went into this room that's defined to have no sound. It's supposed to be completely silent. And he heard sound. He heard a high-pitched sound and he heard a lower-pitched sound. And then afterwards, the engineers told him, well, you were listening to your nervous system buzz and you were listening to your circulation system in your body. And his takeaway was there is no such thing as silence. There's a school of thought right now that says that the Internet's making us all noisy as hell and dead to the present moment. That school says the Internet floods us with so much information that we can't pay attention to what's in front of us. I tend to think that's a lot of silly hysteria. But then again, I sleep with my phone underneath my pillow. And my phone is sometimes this chirping idiot that interrupts my life. I had the amazing good fortune when I was in music school. I was an undergraduate, just this little kind of runt, when John was doing some work at the University of Illinois. And so I was able to kind of sit in the class and I saw him there. And even then, he had this huge impact on me. I never knew, of course, that I would get to know his work so intimately and um, also to work with his longtime partner, Merce Cunningham, very intimately. As well. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I can't believe this is on. <laughs> I'm the worst interviewer in the world. <laughs> Literally, it's like an interview about, like, the majesty of silence. And it's like, oh, sorry, sorry. What, what the hell is that? <laughs> it's like, it's an alert on my phone saying that the Supreme Court did something I don't understand. <laughs> The first version of one of John Cage's later works was just this sentence. In a situation provided with maximum amplification, perform a disciplined action. I love that so much. The idea of discipline, of, of restraint, being an artistic gesture. As silly as you might think a 99-cent silence app is, it also offers us a chance for that restraint. Our phones, the internet, they're tools. You can't blame a tool for how you use it. Somewhere in Moscow this year... A person stood in silence and held their phone up and just listened to rain. And in the Las Vegas airport, in the midst of all the insane bustle and stress and slot machines, there are actual slot machines in the Las Vegas airport, someone pressed a button on a 99-cent app and turned all that noise into music.
TLDR was produced by The Silver Woman and me, PJ Vote. Our executive producer is Splodgers and Hammerstein. Our engineer is the deep or Jen Munson. Our theme song is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. You can find more TLDR at tldr.onthemedia.org. We tweet collectively at TLDR, and we tweet individually at our own accounts, at PJVote and at A Goldmund. That's A-G-O-L-D-M-U-N-D. If you need another reason not to follow Alex besides the fact that he has a stupid Twitter handle, consider the fact that we're in Twitter war, and I would like to have more followers than him. Also, we are TLDR. At Radiolab, we love nothing more than nerding out about science, neuroscience, chemistry. But, but we do also like to get into other kinds of stories. Stories about policing or politics, country music, hockey, sex of bugs. (laughs) Regardless of whether we're looking at science or not science, we bring a rigorous curiosity to get you the answers. And hopefully make you see the world anew. Radiolab, adventures on the edge of what we think we know. Wherever you get your podcasts.